quits. He's the funniest guy he knows. Janitor dude just made me think of Freddy Krueger. Ordered out his hot Joey Potter. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaids. I am your host, Chuck Banner. And with me, my co-host, as always... Coming straight out of the yogurt shoppy, Tater Ricardo. And with us, our other co-host via uh, iPad. No, I'm not via iPad. You have an iPad. And my name is JT Fluid Boy Money. <laughs> fluid oh, Boy, Oh, I'm fluid baby. as hell right now. I don't think yeah. you understand how fluid I really am. You gotta save those fluids. Oh, I'm saving them. And with us, our guest for... The episode 109, Johnny, raise a spade. <laughs> Every time I hear how many episodes we've done, I think about how Tater thinks about, he can't believe how many episodes we've done. <laughs> no, it's insane. Every time. I didn't vocalize it this time, but thank you for allowing me the opportunity. Uh, like uh, we said, this is episode 109, and we watched... Disturbing behavior. It's about bees. This is the <laughs> second movie in the the four themed movies about Dawson's Creek. Now keep in mind. I mean, they're not about right, yeah. Dawson's Creek. They're <laughs> Dawson's Creek themed. I just kind of messed that whole delivery up. But you got it. You get it. You've been here. You know. 50 Randy Quaids and what we are and what we do. We fuck up. We watch movies so you don't have to. And this was uh, Disturbing <laughs> Behavior, starring Joey Potter, straight from the creek. See, that's where it gets confusing, though, because now is it Dawson's Creek themed? You just said Joey Potter was in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's for you to decide <laughs> and for us to know. It sounds like senior year in an alternate universe to me. But... That's where, if you have any questions or comments, you can go to 50randyquays.com. You can let us know what the fuck is up. I have a question. Where do I leave comments? At 50randyquays.com. <laughs> hold on. If I've got any questions Beautiful. about the comments that are left, who do I go to about those? You go to, uh, I don't know, me? <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you, why do you have questions about them, JT? I don't know. I have questions... Because someone had boy. questions about the, the comments. Someone had a question about a comment that they left a question on, and he wanted to comment on it. Where does he go? I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Third base. That's in, never mind. <laughs> Disturbing behavior. So we're gonna um, talk about this movie when we get back from the trailer. I totally thought we were gonna write an essay about this movie. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I wrote notes on a piece of paper. But that's about as far as that went for me. But, uh, yeah, here's the trailer for Disturbing Behavior. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Come sit down. This is Kathy. Hey. Lorna. Chug. You know Robbie. And Dickie. Steven's new to the Bay from Chicago. You hate it here, don't you? It's just different. The kids are strange. Hello. Hey. It's like they're always smiling. They're always happy. Kelly Connor said she saw Andy Efkin bite the head off a kitten in a fit of rage. 
They're brainwashed, lobotomized, programmed. They used to be my friends. Gavin thinks some sinister force is taking over the crate of my meatheads. A sinister force? Now with every successive kid, we are getting closer and closer to perfection. All in favor? I can't go home. When I get there, they're waiting for me. Don't leave me alone like this! I'm a friend of Gavin's. See you around. Gavin's a good boy now. Science is God. It's not what you think. I got a couple tiny glitches to iron out. You go out with me. No. What? Wrong. Bad. It's not bad. It's normal. Ah! Who's gonna believe you, huh? Your parents? You signed me up for the program? It's a new kind of cool. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. No one to trust. We want what's best for you. What about what I want? Best trailer Welcome. ever. Welcome we to are the other back. side, everyone. This is uh, a good old July fucking welcoming committee. Myself, Chuck Banner, Taylor Ricardo, JT Money, and Johnny Spade. We are here for all of July, both episodes. Dun, dun, dun. And if, uh, if you're new to the show, we just want to say we love you. Welcome. Thank you. You know, come back next time. Or don't smash that bell. I'd recommend going back to a couple of the last times as well. There's a whole catalog of 108 episodes prior to this one that you can check out. Every time I hear that, I can't believe how <laughs> many episodes we've done. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to talk about everything. Or at least we mean to. And you're going to get a warning. We'll give you one warning because, you know, we're gracious hosts who give warnings before we spoil the shit out of movies i mean we're not too gracious but here's a warning it's gonna be a count of three three was that it is, is the warning now we can yeah now you can say whatever oh, now i can spoil the end of the movie just, just yeah, right, right now. now right now right do now it. do it dude drives off the cliff kills everybody yes Best character in the movie drives off a cliff and kills everybody. Not everybody, because Gavin's there, ready to teach the world how to be a blue ribbon. It's just tons of blowjobs, right? Or at least just one. 25 cents a rat. (laughs) (laughs) Be on lifestyles of the rich and famous. I liked his constantly unlit cigarette butt in the corner of his mouth. That he spit at Steve once. Like, that's a good look. Uh, so, like we said, we watched Disturbing Behavior. Um, it was a horror sci-fi uh, mystery movie. Also, could we say kind of like a it teen drama? It was pretty bad at all those things, honestly. Wasn't wasn't The the Last Supper a horror sci-fi mystery uh, story as well? The, the Bible story? Yeah. I don't know. 
Like, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, like, Jesus was trying to figure out who was going to kill him. <laughs> hey, man, and I don't like, know much about Jesus. I, Dude, that would be so. an awesome take on that. <laughs> Somebody should write that book. I Jesus was an alien, so it's sci-fi. He's trying to figure out who's going to kill him, so it's a mystery. Someone's going to kill him, so it's horror. Right? Dude, they would have book-burning parties about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as they buy them before they burn them, that's fine. That's what they do, yeah, I know. Support the right. economy, baby. That's, that's what I'm saying. Be a good consumer before you burn my books. Pray to the capitalist gods, Damn too. straight. Mm. Like, I watched Straight Outta Compton. That was that movie, right? And they bought their album so they could burn them. <laughs> that's how they went platinum. <laughs> disturbing behavior was rated R. For disturbing behavior. And uh, it was rated... What? It's rated R for disturbing behavior. For I, got, disturbing I, behavior. I, I saw what you're putting there. And boobs. Uh, for drug, violence, sexuality, language, and drug use. It doesn't say anything on there about nudity, but there, there definitely was nudity. There was actually, I don't know if one boob constitutes nudity. Oh, that constitutes nudity. That's nudity. That would have been when this movie came out, I've been 14. I've been like, hell yeah, look at that fucking titty. In America, in <laughs> America, like that, it's absolutely nudity. One tit. One female tit is considered nudity in these United States. So, yes. But they didn't it's, mention it here. It's brief nudity. I think it would be brief. It was barely anything. Yeah, it's not it even mentioned. Barely, it was a titty. You see a nipple. Who gives a fuck? Well, yeah. if you watch, like, Game of Thrones, they'd be, like, brief nudity, and you'd see a butt, and then that's it. Like, oh, that was it. Dude, Game of Thrones had, like, Yeah, then you had, like, full-on orgies yeah. and shit. <laughs> like, you saw a dick in that. You saw everything in that. You'd see full-on people fucking in the background if you were paying attention. Did you see that South Park where they made fun of Game of Thrones and how they were always floppy wieners? And yeah. They did the theme wieners, of wieners, floppy wieners. So the disturbing behavior uh, released July 24th, 1998. Oh, it, that was almost exactly 22 years ago. It debuted. Yeah, it's actually pretty close. At number seven. For about $7 million of its uh, estimated $15 million budget. So pretty good right away. Look at all those giant movies yeah, that were in the theaters when this week. came out. Holy fuck. Yeah, the number one movie, uh, Saving Private Ryan, brand new, debuting this weekend at uh, $30.5 million. I saw giant. it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. I don't think I saw any of these movies. I saw in theaters theaters with my 80-year-old World War II veteran grandfather, and it was life-changing. Okay, thanks for for picking up in my cinematic experience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two, Mask of Zorro, $13.4 million in its second week. Really wanted to see it when it came out? I don't think to this day I've ever seen it. Highly recommended. It's got Antonio Banderas, right? Yes, and I think it's Salma Hayek. Although, no, no, no. It's Catherine Zeta-Jones and Antonio Antonio Banderas. Yeah, Highly recommended. Yeah. Watch that movie. Looks really good. Uh, number three, Lethal Weapon 4. I don't care about Lethal Weapon, but still a huge drop. $13.1 million That's in week That's insane to me that the fourth Lethal that, Weapon that, is pulling in that kind of money on its fourth week. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, number four, there's something about Mary, $12.5 million in the second week. And that movie changed the shape of cinema comedy forever. Yeah, that movie was really good. Yeah, it literally changed the way American comedy was made. 
Uh, number five, Armageddon, eleven point one million dollars in its fourth week. I could stay awake just to watch you sleep. That gives me uh, memories of eighth grade dances very vividly. Yeah, for sure. And every dance in high well, school after that too, because that was only for the next of, of four course. years. And so, for an, an estimated budget of fifteen million dollars, this movie uh, apparently did not do anything overseas um in all foreign lands it did nothing it's so. probably completely unrelatable well it's, yeah it's just like varsity blues wouldn't hit it's only somewhat relatable in america so a just, little over 17.5 million dollars here domestically for a profit of like a little over 2.5 million dollars so this movie actually made money which is surprising after watching it I wouldn't have been surprised if this movie lost money because it was not. I I know that it had heavy um, ad time on MTV. There were at least two music video tie-ins through The Flies, and I think Harvey Danger even referenced it in their video. No, I think the Harvey Danger song might have came out a little bit before this. Um, but there was another one. It was a uh, it was another like grungy rock song. I, I I'm not there. surprised. I'm. I'm surprised it didn't make even a little bit more than this, but I'm not surprised it made back its budget because it was marketed to the crowd that was going to eat the shit up. And in 1998, this shit was popping. The biggest name in this movie was God. probably Katie Holmes, honestly. And Dawson's Creek time, yeah, had just absolutely. come out seven months before this. Yeah, at that time, I probably agree with you, but uh, I would say James Marsden, who played Steve Clark. Pretty much, who was pretty much, I felt, the main character oh, of the sure. movie. He probably is the best actor in this movie. Oh, uh, the guy, Nick Stahl, who played uh, Gavin Strick. What else um, has he been in? I, he was uh, John lot Connor in Terminator 3. He was in um, Sin City. There, there he was it in is. one of the uh, superhero movies, too. I, I know he was in one of them. I think he. I thought he was the dude from Party of Five, but he just looks like him. Which one, Scott something or other? The dude that looks just I like. I don't him. think there's anyone on Party of Five who looks just like him, and that might be the problem. Yeah, the the freaking brother. Which one? He was really young in Party of Five. He had the long fucking hair, just like he did in this movie. Next time on hashtag Party of Five. But chat. it's not the same guy. I know it's not the Chuck, same guy. That they fits just look right. Like. That's the kind of show that would fit right in the cut. Yeah, party I don't really five. want to watch. You party all of do five. Party of Five. I'm jumping in on that fucking full fucking. One of the reasons tilt. Fox didn't pick up Dawson's Creek is because Party of Five wasn't doing so hot at the time. They didn't think they needed another hot teen drama on the scene. Just, just to, it just, totally fizzled out. Just like they anyway. all do. So anyway, everything does unless it cuts off in time. But uh, yeah, this movie this movie uh, was written by Scott Rosenberg and directed by David Nutter. Nutter. David That's what I said. Nutter. Nutter. I wish I would have looked up because I, f- I recognize that name. I don't know what else he's directed, but uh, I totally recognize that name. That's a porn director's name to me. Uh, Katie Holmes is in this movie, as we mentioned. Uh, that's the connection to Dawson's Creek. And uh, she plays Rachel Wagner. Uh, Steve Railsback is the cop, the officer Cox. He's a real Cox. Oh, I... Uh, Bruce Greenwood. I had no idea his name was Officer Cox until right now. Bruce Greenwood is the doctor, uh, the the main bad guy in this movie. Doctor Edgar 
Call the cops? I mean, they said it in the movie a couple of times, dude. All right. That's it, right? Call the cops. So I really want to bring this up about David uh, Nutter. I just looked up other movies he's directed. Uh, This was the biggest one. Um, (laughs) He directed a movie called Ceasefire. He directed a movie called Ceasefire at 85. But here's the kicker, right? He directed Trancers, a movie called Trancers 4 and Trancers 5. Now, I've never heard of Trancers 1 through 3. This guy did 4. Is it anything like Transformers, I wonder? I. It actually it looks really oh, good. No. Must be pretty good if they made 5. Oh, here's, they've okay, made like 6 Hellraisers, is, and a lot of those are really bad. This is the blurb. Yeah. This is the blurb from Trancers 4, Jack of Swords. Uh, it came out in February 2nd, 94, directed by David Nutter. <laughs> and uh, here's what it says. Lawman Jack Death no. heads to a medieval world to free enslaved people from hungry no, zombies. No, absolutely not. You just made that up. You just made it. that up. Nah, it's... <laughs> I can't read it. I can't read it. I'll look it up on my own. Are you kidding me? His name is Jack Death. And then the rest of that stuff? D D E T H. I don't. Be- I still don't believe it. Like in Spawn. <laughs> Catherine Isabel is Lindsay Clark, and Tobias Mueller is Andy. I, I'm trying to figure out how you pull Mueller out of that. Yeah, Mueller. It's Mueller. 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 Me. Miller. Miller. Murder? She wrote. Murder. Sex she wrote. Get it right. Get it right or pay the price. You know what I'm going to pay? I'm going to pay you a breakdown in the form of. Please do. The new kid in Cradle Bay, Washington, he stumbles across something sinister and the town's method of transforming its unruly teens into upstanding citizens. This is like a. A pretty good description of this movie, but this movie is awesome. How do you define upstanding citizens? Because if murder and attempted rape and brainwashing is on the level, (laughs) then I don't know about what they're doing in Cradle Bay. It's the League of Shadows. Taken down by rat traps. (laughs) Uh, This movie's like, what, an hour and a half? Not even, like an hour and 26 minutes or something Something like like that. that. And it's got to have, like, the longest opening credits that are just like names with music playing I in the background. I love the music. That was one of my favorite and, parts of the movie. But the 90s did that. They always had opening they always had credits. Dude, it was so fucking long. And, not, have you ever seen like Biodome And the movie and was Cino already Man? not an hour and a half. I guess I've just been already programmed at this point that movies are really no shorter than an hour and 45. And this was like not even an hour and a half, which yeah. used to be the standard. Yep. And now, like, you're just kind of like, all right, like, this movie's already not going to be long, and you're wasting your beginning with this bullshit but that's what opening they, credits. That's scene? what they did in the 90s with. Historically every movie. speaking, movies' credits were front loaded on them. They just really embellished yeah. that shit look, in the 90s. Yeah, look at James Bond movies. I mean, I think that's what really took it to the next Uh, level is the Bond movies and anything afterwards tried to make it as cool or as interesting and almost always failed. I think the idea was to get people's names out there 
um, without people walking out of the theater. I think that's why they use post-credit scenes now to keep people looking at the credits just so like the people feel important that they made a piece of entertainment for somebody. I always stick around, even when if I watch a movie at home, and I read people's names in the credits to find funny names that are kind of sexual. Oh, I so do that too. I'm, I'm reading them either yes. way. Yeah, I kind of do that too. I also like the cast uh, the cast credits at the end because then I'm like, oh, that's That's what that I go was. to Wikipedia for so I can make sure the name and the face are the same fucking person. Like, if it's a character... What if they're different people? <laughs> then, I'm, then I don't know what to do, and I have to quit. You don't know what to do, do? <laughs> Voodoo Mom? No, that's two episodes in a row. <laughs> Voodoo, Voodoo Mom. There's, there's two movies in a row that have used Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse 5 as a way to signify that someone is smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never read those, and I'm fucking dumb dude, as shit, though. So they might dude, be you've never read... I'm not going to do this on the podcast right now. Never mind. I've read, like, a chapter of Slaughterhouse 5. I don't read books. Most of his shit's pretty short. But if you don't read books, that doesn't matter. So the original guy is like in the car getting a blowjob. Who's the original guy? (laughs) Cyclops, dude. No, no. Andy Rifkin. No, Andy (laughs) Efkin. Tobias Bueller. He's getting a blowjob and he's all like, I need my fluids. Can't have my fluids. Ah, Terminator. And then snaps her neck. And the cops all like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill you. And he's all like, no. And he kills him. And the one cop, the cock cop, he's all like, I'm going to clean up your mess. The cock cop. Yes, it is The penis police. <laughs> Wiener well, that's, Patrol. Right, that's one of my big issues with this movie. It starts out hot like that, like I don't, not like a blowjob in a car, hot, but like the action. <laughs> the, I mean, that is hot, but the action is hot. Like he all of a sudden switches in his brain, his eyes flash red. He murders this girl. The cops show up. He murders a cop. Someone's a stoner is witness, witnessing this from above with his dog. There's this intrigue, and all it does after that is fucking flop like a fish out of water, and it was so disappointing. Oh yeah, it flops like a like a police officer, apparently, like like his name does, like a big old floppy huh. Cox. No, no, Cox isn't the one that died. No, yeah, I know. He was the one who was covering it up, but he was covering up his Cox. No, no, he was letting it ride. <laughs> so this movie was really bad because, like you said, it just falls apart after it has such a like at least semi intriguing beginning. Full, but then we kind of were just I'm like full running. Intrigue. I was fully intrigued to start, but then as soon as they got to the cafeteria scene where he's breaking down the different groups, I'm like, what forty five year old? that has no idea what's going on, wrote this shit, and why is it going to be so bad from this point forward? Because it was. Oh, I definitely agree with you. It was totally written by middle-aged men for other middle-aged men, but marketed towards for teenagers. Sure. Oh, and then when he went over, when he was talking about music of choice, and when he's talking about themselves, did, he, did I mishear him, or did he say harbinger of sorrow language of That's men. what I heard. Because that's Metallica is Harvester of Sorrow, Language of the Mad. So were they not allowed to say that line and they had to change it? Ooh. You're probably right. This is probably right around Napster time. So Metallica was real yeah. Sue heavy. 
Oh, yes, they were. We're going to sue you, disturbing behavior. Yeah, because Metallica's Austro-British or whatever that accent is. That was a Chuck Banner original. (laughs) (laughs) They're Chuckish. Metallica's Chuckish. They're from Chucklesovacia. Wolf Metallica. Amazing. We can just... That's where, that's where that accent. That's where the, that's where the Chuck is, Chuck no, we can accent just, comes from. Is we can just stop recording the podcast right now because it's not going to get better than that. Yeah, because that movie sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, because like the whole time now we were just joking about how. I mean, I guess I was mainly just joking about how everybody in the Blue Ribbon Club. Just is like basically it's just a club for like everybody to give each other a blowjob. Well, sure, why not? I hope all of them, male, female, mixing it up, getting wicked and wild, any combination you can have, wild high school. Yeah, it's a blue ribbon thing. Orgies. You know, you wouldn't understand. It's a blue ribbon party. Yeah, everybody brings their blue ribbons and they show up and they talk and they have fun and then it's just blowjob party. They're only allowed to wear their blue ribbons after fifteen minutes into the meeting, though. Just yeah. their blue ribbons. So this is like that else. thing that people, like parents, thought was real but was fake. I don't know. This is probably like fifteen years ago at this point. The bracelet club thing. It was like you wear like X amount of bracelets and it means that you've done this, that, or the. Or am I just making this up, or did I see it in a movie? No, I no. I, oh, maybe it was. A I movie. vaguely remember that, and like I even I think I remember that from like a TV show, though, right? And it's one of those things that adults make up. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. But in this case, it's you know, like a rainbow party. rainbow party. That's the fucking term. That's it. Yeah, rainbow party. What's yeah. a is that when they wear the bracelets? No, it's uh, it was supposed to be a bunch of girls wear different shades of, or different color of lipstick, and then they blow guys. So then there would be like a rainbow on your dick. Yeah, so incels make this shit up and think that teenagers are actually doing it. So instead of writing it for a movie and getting paid for that, they just write it on the internet for nothing and believe that it's real. Yeah, and some Karen reads it and thinks their daughter is doing it, and then they totally mentally torment their kids. Fucking Karen. Stop giving (laughs) blowjobs. Well, I have to. I'm part of the Blue Ribbon Club. If I don't, they'll turn me into a Terminator and My kill me. My guess is this. This movie was originally at least 20 minutes longer than the final cut here. Because it's weird to me they brought in the dead brother angle and used Ethan Embry. Yeah. Who was not, I'm not going to say a big name actor, but in 1998 had been in a number of big movies. So still had some kind of teenage market draw through like Empire Records and whatever other yeah, shit. Yeah, because he was definitely... Can't hardly uh, wait. Can't hardly wait. I think came out the year before this. Um, so like yeah. he was known in the teen market, and they just had him in these like memory flashbacks that were meant to look like they were self-recorded. I don't know if why would you bring him in for a total of forty-five seconds of screen time? I feel like there was more there that just got cut because they realized this movie was going to be a fucking bomb. <clears throat> in an hour and twenty-two minutes, probably. I don't know. If they get anything for cutting it that no, short. No, you're probably right. Because honestly, the brother plays into it. Not at all. But they make a big deal of it. Yeah, they're even like make that line where he's like, he's like, hey, uh, you know, every time we bring up our brother, for some reason we just get yelled at. By the way, that that line when he's like, oh, so we're not allowed to bring up our dead brother and walks out is this movie's version of I don't want. No, 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 no. That was later. 
in the movie when he's at home, the doctor's at the house, like as we're leading to the climax, when he yells, What about what I want? Oh, yeah, that's true. Actually, this whole movie was kind of that. So a lot of similarities <laughs> between these two movies that came out at roughly the exact same time. So I I was uh, writing down a counter on my sheet, and it was uh, two columns, kills and fights. And for the longest time, kills only had about two, and then and fights had like almost five or five at that point. And then like I ended up with seven fights and like 20 21 kills because like i'm figuring about 15 for when that guy drove the uh when the janitor drove like the vehicle full of all the fucking terminators on top of them and so i figured that was about 15 and then when he kills the doctor at the end that's one, and then there was another five kills sporadically throughout the movie. Speaking of which, ironically, the one person that was in Terminator didn't wasn't on that car full of Terminators that went over the cliff. No, no, because he they was a smart. They did play Terminator. that really smoothly, though, because I didn't think until they get to the final reveal and they're like, "Oh, here's this special." As soon as they said, "Here's this student teacher," I'm like, "Oh fuck, where was he?" But as that scene's playing out, there's so much shit going on. I'm not thinking about the fact that he's not there, so they almost caught me by surprise. Yeah, you know right away as soon as it happens, you're like, "Oh, he wasn't there." But, like, you don't realize he's not there when it happens. Because, again, there's so much shit going on. They're making a big deal about Newberry being the fucking savior and the hero. And he just got shot and he's driving off a cliff now. That, like, in all that shit, you're not thinking, where's the stoner-turned-blue-ribbon boy? Right. They also missed a key opportunity to drop a Back to the Future reference when the girl says, why don't you make, like, a tree and leave? And I was like, no, you should have said make like a tree and get out of here. And if they would have said get the fuck out of here, it would have been a Boondock Saints reference. That came out after this. Oh, yeah, it did. Uh, Quite significantly. Well, Back to the Future (laughs) came out before this. (laughs) Like 10 years. I don't know about 10 years. I think it was closer to like five, but still. You know, talking about time periods here, I loved that when... So when they did the full breakdown of the different cliques in the cafeteria, they left out some key things I'd written down before that scene when I saw some punks and some goths and some hippies running around in the school, too. And I was like, if you... They're not important. But was, if you were running a, sh- a high school show now, I'd imagine punks and goths and maybe even hippies wouldn't even be in the mix. Do high school kids even do that shit anymore? Do they even get into those subcultures? I, I don't, don't think, think so, so either. I don't I don't see it when I see I don't see like a lot of uh, you see hippies uh, with high school kids. I see but them. do you see more emu kids or emu? <laughs> emo? Oh, oh my god! Listen, next time I see an emu kid, I am running because they're fucking scary, dude. Like, and they can run fast. Chuck, to, ser- like, to seriously shit, answer dude. your question, Chuck, no, definitely not. I don't think that that died out pretty quickly too. Rumor has it that Boots and Ginger fucked an emu kid, allegedly. I don't know what to say. <laughs> allegedly. You know what was it alleged? That one of the guys in this movie was uh, on screen basically trying to rape Joey. Or jo- the Joey character. Yeah. His name was Chuck. It's not... His name, was, <laughs> his, name, his name was Chuck, and that's no relation to this it's, Chuck. For, that was an evil all, Chuck. He, a Terminator he is also Chuck. from Chuckle Slovakia. 
First, he is not from Czechoslovakia. He is banned. His <laughs> fucking shit has been revoked. In fact, he's got to change his name. His name, he he's now going to be called Taylor. I thought his name was I Chunks. thought it was Chug. Yeah, we're going to call him Chug. C-H-U-G, Chug. Maybe Chug. it's Chug. I thought it was Chunks. Also, Chuck. Let's call it, him It's not the bitch. Joey character. Her name is Katie Holmes. <laughs> the Joey character. Or or Rachel. <laughs> or oh, Rachel. Ah, uh, it's the Joey character. Uh, you guys all know what I'm saying. Pretty bad. The Joey Bruce character. Lane. The Adventures of Cyclops and Joey. Yeah, you know, this was all origin story. They showed that she was different from Joey yep. Potter in this movie by dressing her in all black, leather jacket, pierced nose, choker, and no FX sticker on her pickup truck. What do you think Joey did when Dawson wasn't around? Hang out with Jack. I mean, that's the answer so far. Yeah, so far. Don't fucking ruin it for me. But in the same way as Joey Potter, this character does not like jocks and refers to the supermarket beatdown scene as someone having toxic jock syndrome, which sounds like bad... Too much steroids in the blood. That sounds to me like really bad jock itch. That sounds to me like they were going to coach... And going to the training room and putting a knee up and having them inject some good old steroids right into the knee. Oh, they were injected more than that into different places, Chuck. We've oh, they were injecting steroids into their cock? Yeah, that's what I meant. Why Why would you do that? What, what would be the... Pre- yeah, what effect would that have? Yeah. A, str- <laughs> like a, a strong. stronger penis. I, I think injecting... I think injecting steroids you get a stronger heart on would actually make it shrivel faster. I don't know what kind of penis you yeah, have. Harder but... dick. <laughs> um, doesn't steroids make make doesn't make your dick and nuts smaller? I don't know. I'm pretty sure steroids make your dick and nuts smaller. Your twigs and berries. <laughs> the twig of berries, so baby. Speaking yeah, of, yeah. Baby, speaking yeah. of berries, <laughs> as soon as new as soon as Newberry introduced like those rat sound trap things or whatever the fuck he had i wrote down immediately okay that's gonna be what stops these fucking idiot jocks right and lo and behold of course it was oh absolutely why would they have him in the movie that's not how you fight rats <laughs> rats in the bay rats in the bay like if that dude was smart if that dude really did read some kurt vonnegut he'd know that's not how you fight rats he did know <laughs> No, but that's how you fight human he rats. He was laying low until the time it was appropriate to attack the guy who was mind controlling everyone, which was stupid of him. Well, he which, kept by on... the way, that guy was like a little wimpy dude. Like they couldn't just take him. You out saw right how he late. fist fought. They kept on saying. They Not kept on kid. saying. He uh, got taken out by a high big school high kid. school kid. He kept on saying that like you have to wait until no one. Um. I lost it because you fucking jerks kept on talking over me. You had to wait until no. Maybe you should have written it down because you can't get it out. If you'd have written it down, you would have remembered. Wouldn't have. Well, no, you were. You're right. You no, wouldn't. Have, you wouldn't have had to remember it. I wrote this statement, but I don't know what it means. So I wouldn't have forgotten <laughs> it. So I wouldn't have needed to remember it. All right, I promise you, I'll stop talking for the next five minutes. Well, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about this movie because really, didn't nothing happened. Like what about the insane asylum? What they go there, they find pretty much nothing except for his daughter, so they can drop one line later in the movie. Yeah, it was pointless. <laughs> Everything <laughs> in this movie was fucking pointless. Yeah, except for the rats. Oh well, yeah, 
Because, like, the janitor, he says something about, you know, like not letting people know how smart you are and using it against them or something like that. I like how UV was running out of people to sell pot to, though. Because of this program, he's like, I only got like two customers left. I got to get rid of this shit before there's no more. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed that remark. And uh, yeah, and then the movie pretty much ends after that. Like, I don't know. This movie was trash. That's all I got so to say about it. They didn't have the money to say a Metallica song title, but they did have the money to pay for a Pink Floyd lyric. Oh, you don't got to pay for those. You just steal them. <laughs> did they just misquote it or could they not say it it's very possible they just misquote how is it right? I, like i don't see how that's a legal thing like you can't say lyrics to a song in a movie maybe you can't play the song without paying them but why can't you just say a line yeah and um but i mean also like like we commented earlier if you look at the time Maybe Pink Floyd wasn't suing everybody at that time Metallica was definitely suing everybody <laughs> Yeah, we're going to take you to jail, mate. Metallica is not Czechoslovakian. We went over this. That's all bands. They all talk like that. I'm pretty sure that's a fake news. It's no such thing. That's fake news also. Your fake news. Your mom's fake news. Your fake news. Was that with an apostrophe in an E or without an apostrophe in an E? Both. Like, do I own the face fake news or am I the fake news? Both. Fair enough. You own it because you are it. That's a dangerous situation to be in, Tater. That's that's <laughs> fucking deep, dude. <laughs> My mind is blown. All right, so is there anything anybody, anybody else have anything else to say about the movie Disturbing Behavior? I, oh. Because for the most part, there was a lack of disturbing behavior outside of the people who were supposed to not be disturbing. I think that silence indicates no, exactly what we all have to say. Yeah. I feel like Disney should buy this movie or the rights to it and remake it and make it like fucking like a pool of comic book stuff. Like you got Cyclops is in there. You got Rachel Dawes from Batman Begins. You got rats. One of them could be Splinter training Ooh, up like four turtles. Idea. You got Freddy Krueger basically in the boiler room. Terminator. I like this idea. Terminator's in the mix. Spade. UV could be a vampire. No, UV's just powder from powder. Could be Blade. UV is powder from powder. Yeah, he had superpowers. That guy looked familiar. You could tell that was a bunch of makeup on his face. He looked kind of familiar. They didn't even use a big mentally challenged person. To play the pigmentally challenged person? Well, they would write that with the remake. They would write that. Oh, well, I guess this is going to be that time of the podcast. We're going to rate this show on a scale of 1 to 50 Randy Quaid's. 1 would be the lowest, 50 would be the highest. And uh, IMDb gives this movie a rating of 28.5 Randy Quaid's. We are going to start out with our esteemed... uh, host JT Money. I just want to start off by saying, and there's not going to be a whole lot I have to say, I'm still floating on the money so I'm buying time on a money on a rating. This movie was not Razor, I can tell you that much. It wasn't Razor at all. It was the dullest Razor I've ever seen if it was a Razor. Or the slowest Razor scooter I've ever been on with the 
dullest wheels. Sounds like some Christopher Walken in there for some reason. I just, I'm not trying to do that. This is the dullest. Um, I can't. I, I can't either, I, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a hot seven, and I think that's all it deserves. And I don't Damn. think I deserve to say any more about it. I I couldn't even really enjoy this movie for Katie Holmes's presence in the Dawson's Creek connection because she was basically just Joey Potter. She just looked different, but she didn't act any different at all. And I don't care about James Marsden. That's his name, right? I don't right. care about anyone else. I don't care about the performances. I don't care about the one nipple we saw. Seven. That's about the only thing Seven. I care about. I'm not saying it was a bad nipple. All right, that's unfair. It was a fine nipple. The music was good. Music the music was, was good. fine, but there wasn't enough good. It wasn't like Varsity right. Blues where it hit you a couple of times. You're like, oh shit, that song, that song, that song. This had like two songs that I was like, oh cool, that song. I have been listening to The Flies on my own independently for like weeks now. So I did kind of listen myself out on that song. It, I liked how it did bookend the movie. When it was in the car in the opening scene, it was playing over Gavin in the closing scene. In the lyric, hey, I got you where I want you. Like, okay, cool, that makes sense. And that's why it gets a seven. Seven. I'm done. I'm out. Thank you. Uh, would you recommend other people see this movie? Would you see it again? If you were from the age of 12 to like 15 when this movie came out and you haven't seen it, go ahead and give it a watch. If you saw it back then and you didn't mind it, give it a watch again. You're going to be disappointed, but it might be fun. If you grew, if you were a different age at any other point in your life during those during 1998, stay away from this movie. For the love of God, don't do it. I will never watch it again. I will never watch disturbing behavior again. I am disturbed, and not because of the behavior, but because of the poor filmmaking. Amen. All right, so uh, I'll go next. Um, I originally originally wrote something on my paper that I'm not gonna go that high. I originally, after watching the movie, wrote down 15. And then after talking about it and forgetting the majority of it, like, right away, this movie was so fucking bad that, like, the only thing that got me through watching it was the fact that I was watching it with Spade and Tater Ricardo. And so, like, we were able to, like, crack jokes and, like, we paused it to, like, get dominoes not a sponsor in uh you know like halfway through the movie um like this movie just there's nothing that drew you in like outside of that intriguing beginning it just stops and it's boring and you just don't fucking care that's about as far as that goes i mean like i would definitely recommend that nobody watch this movie ever I will never see it again. I'm glad I didn't have to pay to rent this movie because it was free streaming on Prime. So if you have Prime and you want to fucking waste an hour and a half of your time, by, by all means, watch this movie. But don't. Like, I will tell you right now, do, do not waste your time. I will give this movie a, a straight up five. Because uh, if you watch it with a couple people and you're like not really paying attention to it, you can like joke around and have something on in the background. Like that's about as good as this movie is for. Spade. Damn, I'm the black sheep here. I think. I think I'm gonna one up IMDb here. 
and give him a 29. So you're going to give this movie a 29 or you're going to give Varsity Blues a 10? I respect right. that. Damn. <laughs> I respect that. I saw a fucking this. Tan. <laughs> a fucking tan. I saw this movie when it first came out, and I liked it back then. And it's probably a bit of a nostalgia factor, but I like it now. I mean, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it and be like, oh, I feel like watching Disturbing Behavior. But like, if I had cable and I was flipping through the channels and it was on, I'd leave it on. <laughs> By the way, if any of your friends says, I feel like watching Disturbing Behavior, they're they're the most boring person in your life. Just <laughs> or don't trust them because they might be a fucking Terminator. But yeah, I like I don't know. I didn't see this movie when I was younger, so that might be part of the reason why I'm just kind of like, yeah, this movie's fucking hot garbage. Plus, there's the faculty. I want to watch the faculty too and stack them up against each other. You know what? This faculty is really like good. This makes me really not good. want to watch the faculty because if it's anything like this, the movie's gonna fucking it makes suck. Me, it makes me want to really watch good. that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where there's the alien pods in the basement of the private school or something. Dude, aren't they bringing that show back? They did like a, a mini series a while back. I watched the first part of it. Dude, it was oh. really different than what they were doing before, but it was really cool. I got to finish watching it, but the first part was really intriguing. Next time on Are You Afraid of the Dark Talk? Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Damn, I'm going to have to check that out now. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. All right, so you said what, 29? 29, baby. Fuck you, IMDb. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, Hey, hey Spade, would you watch it again? If it was like on TV and I'd be like, oh, okay. Would I'll you recommend it, it to others? Would I recommend? Yeah. Give it a shot. And, uh, okay. Tater Ricardo, what you gonna give it there, you fucking tough guy? Listen, I'm gonna give it a 20 and can we just stop talking about it? Yes. <laughs> Wish granted. Well, I mean, I guess we can all agree that you can catch all of our new episodes <laughs> on iTunes. Actually, no, it's it's Apple Podcasts now, I think. Uh, Apple Podcasts, or maybe still could be iTunes. I'm not too sure. Or uh, 50RandomQuades.com. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, 50RandomQuades.com. Don't know if we actually tweet. And like Hold us on, on I got Facebook. a question. Are you sure it's still 50RandomQuades.com? Okay. Yes. I got a comment. I've got a question about that comment. You know what? Both you can... Fuck off. 250randomquades.com, where I will submit my comments. And I'm right <laughs> behind you, buddy. And next time on 50 Randy Quades, it will be episode 110. Halloween H20. No, don't do that. Is that one of the... Is that one of the creek? That's what it's, it's called, a, right? H2O. It's H two O. Michelle Williams. Uh, is is that a creek? Is that a creek movie? Michelle Williams. But it is oh, actually H yeah. twenty though. I, I love Michelle Williams. It's Halloween twenty years later. It was marketed as H two O. Just doesn't sound right. I don't give a shit. What you think. Yeah, no. Whatever you think. I can give you the rating for that, dude. I can give you the rating for that movie right now, and it's not much <laughs> higher. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> well. As you guessed it, that movie stars Michelle Williams, a.k.a. Jen, from Dawson's Creek. And uh, until next time, we watch movies so you don't have to. Peace, Peace out. out.